Hello and welcome to Ray and Sarah on the Road. Uh, This is our latest podcast and uh, we are just updating everyone with what's going on in our missionary journey to the Philippines. Me and my wife Sarah, uh, our son Isaac and our daughter Penelope. We're a missionary family from Portsmouth, England and we've moved out here to the Philippines to pursue what we believe is the call of God on our lives. And so this is just a quick update about what's been going on with us, what we've been doing and what God's been doing uh, with us during this time. Now, uh, if you listened to our last podcast, Hitting the Ground Running, it was kind of a really quick response to what life had become for us since returning from the UK. We had just had a baby girl and we got back to the Philippines with the intention of getting back into the rhythm of things, get back into church, you know, get the church up and running again um, and just begin to grow the community of believers here in the city. And so all of that was on the cards and all of that was ready to go and, and all of that was starting to unfold. Um, and we weren't in a rush to do it. One thing that we were really sensing <clears throat> during, this, excuse me, during this time was that God was going to be the one in control and that actually it was under the instruction of what I believe the Holy Spirit was saying which was to try less try don't don't be in control of as much as you were or don't try and be in control of as much as you were just relax let God do the work and you just steward what God is doing and so it's really exciting to sort of sense that in my spirit because I was sharing it with Sarah and uh, as we went forward into discipling the church and discipling the members of the church, I shared this with them. I said, I believe in God that this year is going to be a really supernatural year. It's going to be a year where we're not in control, but God's in control. It's going to be a year where we're not going to be able to get our hands on and, and make structure and, and make routine like we want to. It's going to be a year where God does the building. Um, and so and it's going to be really interesting. And I was sharing my heart with them. And then sure enough, um, straight after that, the quarantine came in. I think we have managed to have one service um, in the community where we're living. We managed to have one service and then the quarantine came in, uh, we, which, is, which is a bit annoying, but it's okay because we were trying to find ways around it. So uh, immediately the premises of where we live stopped the meeting of stopped the social gatherings so they stopped renting out the properties they stopped leasing it out and letting people book it for events so which meant our venue for church had been cancelled two days before our service was due to, to due to happen so straight away i got my uh events manager head on and um, i managed to find another property and uh, find another venue for church at a discounted rate which was great and uh organized it with them they were okay with it set out all the tables and all the chairs got everything ready um and then it's kind of almost like no it wasn't like the whistle blow was blown but the quarantine came down on that sunday so it was the sunday that we were going to get together in this new venue um but someone had made our uh, invitation completely public so it made it look like we were gathering people just as the government had said don't gather people so we ended up having to, uh, what was going to be about 10 people socially distanced apart, which was a meter, which was the requirements at that time. So we were going to have a legit sort of gathering 
that was socially acceptable due to the social distancing and it was going to meet all the requirements and all that stuff but because of the invitation being made public anyone with any sort of problem with what we were doing or what uh, what it looked like we were trying to do um, can report us and then we just get in a whole bunch of trouble so it wasn't worth it so in the end uh, we prayed about it and we said okay god we'll cancel this event we'll, we'll stop it from happening and we made an announcement on the community that no further family church events would happen in the community until after the quarantine has been lifted so we made all that public and then we just had coffee i think that was about 10 of us we just had coffee um, which is really nice and I shared my heart with them with what I felt was going to happen this next year um, and what I believed God was going to do and what we're believing for and uh, one of those things was that it was going to be a really supernatural year uh, one of the other th- um, one of the other thoughts that was in my heart continually uh, was a year of open doors and I know the theme for our church is the new new horizons it's a year of new horizons in my heart springing from that was the year of open doors and then coming from that was the year of supernatural things and so that's what we've been really believing for and really walking towards in uh, by faith and so here we are we're in the quarantine we can't go out of the house unless we've got a specific reason um, the numbers are going up and down and and you know people are scared people are freaked out they don't know what to do so what do we do uh, we're trying to evangelize to a community that's locked inside their homes which means you can't see them can't speak to them we've got facebook we've got community chat groups and all that kind of stuff but that's just for like the online bakery <laughs> and um, vegetables and stuff like that so there's there's you can't really communicate and connect with people over Facebook about, you know, hey, do you want to follow Jesus? It doesn't really work that way. Um, so you've got to build that relationship with people. And that's what we've been doing. And all of that's kind of frozen in time uh, at the moment because of the quarantine. But the great thing is we spent all of last year investing in relationships and investing in um, and getting to know people. And that's just kind of grown uh, with each month that's gone past. And so here we are. Uh, we've got we're in, we're neighbours to everybody. We're friends, as many people as we can be, and we are in a quarantine environment where we can't do an awful lot. We can't meet together for services. We can't do anything. Uh, we've done some online videos, and I know that our church in the UK is producing them as well. So that's getting shared across all the social medias, which is great. Uh, but then that still doesn't leave us with the ability to really connect with people beyond what we already have and so we were praying I said okay God I want to be proactive in this time I don't want to just sit here in my house twiddling my thumbs for the church messages from the UK to come out Uh, I want to be able to do something and so uh, I was talking with the management uh, of the of the properties and I was thinking I said listen hey what can we do and they're like oh you can donate food okay great but what else can we do um, there was nothing else we could do and even with the local government which is called a barangay um, the local area where we are is called a barangay and then you've got a barangay office with a barangay captain and, and that's a, like a local government for the area that we live and I was like can I, can I go and help them can I go and spend time with them and they were like no so there's really nothing we could do and it was getting frustrating and so in the end I'm like okay God well I'm just going to do what I can do for the church that we've got. And I'm going to do what I can do for our people. Um, and I can do what I can do for the community. I'm just going to start messaging random people. Say, hey, how you doing? 
Do you have everything you need? How, hey, how are you doing? Are you okay? Hey, how's it going? And then just message people on Facebook just saying, hey, how are you doing? How's the family? Everybody okay? And just message people one after the after, after the other, after the other. And so sometimes you get some really good conversations and sometimes you wouldn't and it'd just be what it is. It'd just be really casual, but you're just loving people, just communicating, reaching out, saying, hey, how you doing? How you coping? Everybody okay? And just going on and just making sure and checking up on everybody as, uh, as the weeks were going past. And then we come up to Easter and we're supposed to have a missions team coming on out. So we were arranging everything with them and arranging everything here, ready for the missions team to come on out. And then obviously the quarantine hit, so we couldn't cater for the missions team over the Easter period. Now the Easter period is, uh, you know, like Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday and then, and then beyond. And here in the Philippines, it's called Holy Week. So it starts from the Thursday, well, Palm Sunday is kind of the start of it, and then it goes for, and then it goes Monday, Thursday, and then it's Black, uh, Good Friday, Black Saturday, and then you've got Resurrection Sunday, and then that's kind of it. So I got this random message from the management of the facilities here, and she said, would you be able to speak tomorrow to the entire community? Would you be able to pray and speak for 20 to 30 minutes? And I said, yeah, I'd love to. I said, what for? I mean, you know, what's going on? And she said, well, it's Holy Week. So we wanted to, to do alternate days um, between you and the liturgical team. So they've got the Catholic Mass that happens every Sunday or used to happen every Sunday morning um, directly before our service. And so they would um, meet and then we would meet um, to have our services on a Sunday. So basically she had arranged with them to have prayer and the word every day throughout the the quarantine. Um, So she would leapfrog it. So she would do one day me, one day the Catholic liturgical team, and then one day me, and and it would be like that. So I said, okay, great, that's fantastic. Okay, so um, what do you want me to do? And so I ended up um, arranging it with her. And so basically the arrangement was that I would stand in the center of the community with a microphone, and a sound system and preach and pray for about 20 minutes. Now that's an awesome, <laughs> awesome, um, interesting opportunity to have. I mean, it, there's, there's what, like 500 people, uh, around 500 people in this community. And so I get to preach to 500 people. Now the first day it happened on Monday, Thursday, it was great. I mean, people were coming out on their balconies. It was a real novelty, it was a holiday. Um, and so it was kind of cool. It was like everybody was coming on out and then you had Good Friday. They came on out for the Good Friday thing. And then, uh, with what the, the Catholic guys had done. And then you got Black Saturday and Black, Black Saturday is kind of like, well, what do you talk about on Black Saturday? It's the day where nothing really happened. Uh, but it's the Sabbath. And so I got to talk about entering into the rest of God, which is Christ. And so I was able to share these things, which is really exciting. And then they did Resurrection Sunday. So Resurrection Sunday was a bit different again. And we had a big deal in the community. We said thank you to all the guys who are, um, all the security and all that kind of stuff, all the housekeeper, all the gardeners and all that kind of stuff. We said thank you to them. And uh, as we did, they invited me to pray for them. And that was really cool. Cause so then they like, had everybody out on their balconies 
cheering for these guys who have been working so hard during this time because they can't go home either because they're so they're stuck here so they can't go home to their families they're affected by the quarantine in a way that means they can't even leave this prompt this this president uh this residence so they can't leave so they're stuck here so they're staying here every day every night working away every day every night uh well not working in the night but they they clock off and they go you know they, they hang out and chill out and stuff but they they're stuck here and so we just said thank you and we blessed them and we were able to pray and i was able to pray for them which is really great so then I get a call from a, another manager, a friend of ours, who's friends with the manager here. And she says, well, can you come and speak to our community every Sunday morning? Because you can't have a service. So why don't you come and speak to the, speak to the community every Sunday morning? So that's fantastic. So, okay, so, uh, so every Sunday morning, 10 a.m., I'm going to go down there and speak to your community. And then I'm going to come back here and speak to our community. That's fantastic. All right, great. And then I get another message saying, oh, this other community wants you to go and speak to them. So I went over there and started speaking. So that was like three communities of people. Um, they're not all as populated as this one. So it's not as so many people. But, you know, it's different communities going through different things. I mean, one of them actually has a confirmed corona victim. Um, and so a patient victim, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I was able to go and speak there. And they, you know, sadly freaked out a little bit that, you know, someone from the outside was coming in. Um, but you know that's fine um, <laughs> but it was it was good I mean it was a really great opportunity to be able to share be able to pray and encourage them and lift their faith or you know if they allowed their faith to be lifted lift their faith um, so it's really great opportunity to be able to share the Word of God and so I just want to update everybody because this is what's going on right now we are living in this moment where every other day I'm preaching and praying for an entire community of people and now Easter has finished, which is awesome. Easter has finished. That means the ceremony has finished. The religiosity has finished, which means I can talk about what happens after the resurrection. Because nothing in ceremony talks about what happens after the resurrection. Nothing in religiosity says anything about what happens after the resurrection. It says that, yeah, he, okay, he ascended into heaven. And yeah, the disciples, they, the apostles, they did a bunch of stuff. But there's no color there. There's no, there's no flavor. There's no heart in what actually happened. And so I've been able to really color it in for people and really begin to talk to people about what happened after the resurrection. How he restored Thomas uh, in, in the room with the disciples, you know. And, um, you know, after he was out doubting and, and, and unbelieving about the resurrection of Christ and Christ came to him and said hey listen believe I'm here um, and so paraphrasing that's the version of rape <laughs> um, but that's, that's you can read that John 19 and 20 but you know it's, it's, it's a great opportunity to share what happened after the resurrection and now I get to read through the Bible and say okay let's have a look what happened next Let's have a look what happened next. Let's have a look what happened next. And really bring this entire community through a journey of what happens after the resurrection. Because that's the beginning of the story, not the end. But religion leaves it at the end. Religion leaves the resurrection as the full stop. It's like the main deal. That's it. He he rose from the dead. Great. But what does that mean? What does it mean that he rose from the dead? What does it mean that he's no longer dead but alive? What does it mean now 
and we get to go through the rest of the chapters. We get to go through the rest of the Bible that religion doesn't take people through. It leaves them in the Gospels. But Jesus died to give them the book of Acts. Jesus rose from the dead to give them the book of Acts. And so as we go through from John into the book of Acts, I'm excited as to what this could do in people's hearts and minds as they discover just what God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit did for them. And so, you know, I'm excited about what this means. I'm not um, expecting people to, you know, uh, it could happen, anything could happen. But I was going to say, I'm not expecting people to come come out sobbing on their balconies in repentance. But, you know, anything happened. But, you know, we don't know. But, you know, I'm, I'm just thanking God for what it is. It's an amazing opportunity to share the word of God to hundreds of people um, every other day. Um, and I get to take the, I need to take, I get to continue where religion stops. And where these guys are so consumed in the spirit of religion, um, they can't think beyond that. And so I get to take them beyond that, uh, which is really great. And now I'm getting some really cool conversations happening because I'm not just the neighbor, I'm not just the friend, I'm the pastor. I'm the guy that actually talks to people about God. I'm the guy that actually can tell them something that they don't know. I can actually bring them into some sort of knowledge that they don't yet have. And so I'm getting some really cool conversations that are starting to take place um, as time goes forward. And so we're really excited about what this means and we're really excited about what this will look like after all this is done. Um, But we're going to continue to preach and pray and we're going to continue to serve the community and love the community that we're in um, and just believe that something supernatural is going to break out. But I don't want to put a lid on it. I don't want to put a box on it and say this is what's going to be like because I don't know. I don't even want to begin to try and imagine what this will look like. I'm just going to thank God that whatever it's going to look like, it's going to look awesome because it's going to have his fingerprints all over it. So guys, please continue to pray for us as we continue to um, minister into different communities, not just ours, um, and also pray for favor for us with the authorities because, um, you know, we need that favor to be able to walk into different communities and speak. We need that favor and we need that wisdom to be able to handle this situation carefully, that we're not treating it with contentment and we're not treating it with, um, what's the other word I'm thinking of? Uh, I can't remember the word I'm thinking of now, but you know, we're not treating it with contempt and we're not treating it lightly, um, but we're actually aware of the situation. We're aware of how it looks to people that don't believe as much as we are aware of how it looks to people who do. Um, So we really want to walk in that wisdom and faith, um, not just for our sake, but for other people's sake as well. And who knows what will happen at the end of this, but I'm believing and please believe with me that this is going to be awesome. Guys, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Continue to pray for us. We're praying for you and we'll see this thing come to an end in the name of Jesus. Guys, God bless you and uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Bye-bye.